0: Welcome to the On Target Living podcast,
1: a place where health and human performance meet. You've tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero here on the Leadership Lowdown. Today, our guest is Matt Johnson, and of course, he is the president of On Target Living. Matt, welcome to our show. Thanks, Vic. Happy to be on it. Yeah, it's glad to have you here. I've known you for a few years. I've been impressed with you for a number of years, and it's just an impressive moment that we have a chance to uh, get together with you in these strange times, but uh, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad to have uh, hear a little bit more about your leadership journey as well as um, the on-target living side of things, but tell me, um, uh, for those that aren't familiar with your organization, give me the, kind of the overview of uh, what being president of on-target living is all about and, and what your organization does.
0: Sure. Yeah. As president of Ontario Living, I, I wear many hats, and especially in this crazy time, taking out the trash <laughs> and answering phones and emails. But our company, Ontario Living, it's a family-run company. I run it with my father, my twin sister, and actually my mom's in the business as well. And we, we help people expand their, their human capacity. And I think right now, more than ever, that's on more people's minds as we're the new normal working from home, the COVID pandemic. And uh, the bottom line is how people and humans can can do more with less is by taking care of their health.
1: Wow!
0: And so what we do is we guide people on how they can take better care of their health so they can be better leaders, better community members, better uh, spouses, significant others, friends, f- family. So really uh, we specialize in helping guide people on improving their health and uh we've been doing it for seems like quite a while now so yeah we'll, you we'll,
1: have you have been doing it for while was it was it your dad that kind of initiated this or was it you that inspired him how 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 did that all start
0: yeah i i tell a story my father um when we were probably two years old um twins he was going to graduate school at michigan state and driving a Frito Lay truck. Oh my! And so I tell people that I grew up with this health guru of a father that drove a <laughs> Frito Lay truck. And and the point is, is uh, you know, our entire life we've been exposed to him on this mission to help people improve their health. And in 2006, he started On Target Living after other ventures up until that point. And uh, I joined him in 2011, and it seems like I've. I've been doing this my entire life, but he started on target living, founded on target living. And today I get to joke around and tell people I get to boss him and tell him what to do, but it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun journey. It's a challenge. And uh, people, people really are not optimized from a health standpoint. So we have a lot of work to do and, uh, but that makes it, Challenging and fun and enjoyable for,
1: for yeah. all of us. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, from the uh, Frito Lay uh, humble beginnings, uh, all things in moderation, just to make sure our sponsors don't get upset. Right. <laughs>
0: moderation. I could have any chip I wanted. <laughs> right.
1: Well, that's exciting. Well, I, so when you when you think about what you've done, um, what I, what I'm interested in, I think what the what the audience is going to be excited to hear about is what you just did there. you talked about healthy, uh, being healthy, living healthy. And what it did is, it felt like there were tentacles that that went out from all different directions in your life that seemed to center on this issue of being healthy. Uh, that uh, all boats are lifted, if you will, in those other categories of your life. Is that is that kind of the premise of what your what your organization is all about?
0: Yeah, that's that's an amazing way to think about it. Um, all tides raise raise all ships, and so. You know, right now is a great, I think it's always good to be present of what's happening, but think about the world has shut down because of a health mm. crisis. Yeah. And when you think about that, you start to really connect the dots. Well, what's the most valuable asset of, our, of, our United, of the United States, of an organization? It's people. But if you go a step further, what's the most valuable asset of people? It's, it's their health. And so, yeah, that's, that's the premise of our company. That's the premise of what we try to help people from a mindset, because the truth is, whether you're trying to be a leader or run an organization or a business, it's hard. And yeah. there's stress and anxiety and fear, but if you can develop some habits that make you feel better day in and day out, all those things will be a little bit easier. And so that is our premise, that is our foundation. And we like to teach people there's, there's three things we can control. It's how you rest, it's how you eat, and it's how you move. And if you do those things in moderation at a, a decently high level, um, you're going to perform at a higher level than maybe you thought possible
1: well I think that I think that's really interesting because you know um, <laughs> have you ever talked to somebody that's that's been through a traumatic illness and and um, you know it's what is the old saying it's like boy you know you never knew how, how good you had it until you know your health goes south and when people are dealing with health issues um, that we take for granted bouncing out of bed and, and taking on your day uh, but when you can't do that and when you're not physically up to it it just changes everything and I just I'm so so excited to hear some of the some of the practical applications we can go with throughout this uh this conversation so in in uh, in your world um are you um michigan-centric are you international what tell me about uh, where that fits in for you
0: yeah we're m- based in michigan up until uh 19 we we're all over the world uh big part in the united states with the virtual space we, again we've been all over the world but you know, one of my small missions is to help Michigan. We're not a healthy state. We haven't been a healthy state. And I think we're, we're leaving some business opportunities, some competitive advantage opportunities by not being as optimized, but we're a national-based organization. And, and really we're a, what I say, B to, B to H, meaning business to human. Yeah. I think every hum, human wants to wake up feeling their best. And the truth is, And through uh, the crisis and through uh, before the crisis, we're just not optimized from a health standpoint. And I'll I'll say this one thing. The definition of health, this to me is interesting. The definition of health is to be absent of disease and illness. Hmm. I think that's a crummy definition of health. To me, the definition of health is to be your most optimized self. So I think that's what we're starting to realize is. Defense is important in the sense of, yeah, I want to be absent of disease and illness. But I think everybody listening to this right now, if you're a, a business person or a leader, you want to be your best self. Mm. And so that's what health means to me is if you can do a couple things, you're going to be you're going to have more room in your container to, to expand when you need it.
1: Wow, Matt, I have to tell you, there's so much good that can come from uh, this conversation and from people that listen in on on what you uh, what you have to offer through On Target Living. But I want to take us back just for a second. I, I, I'm I'm kind of I actually have a, a brother-in-law who actually drove a, a Frito Lay truck at one point in time, and you said in the first segment your dad did that, so. How do we get from Frito-Lay all the way to a dynamic international organization that's dealing with on-target living and helping you find your best? Um, uh, tell us how that all unpacks you as a young man and and, uh, and how you ended up where you're at today.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great story of how my dad founded the company as well. I, I think the unique perspective that we come at when we talk about helping people with their health is it's not about being perfect. And so. You know, my dad before Friolet actually worked for Butternut Bread delivering Wonder Bread and Dolly Madison cupcakes. And so yum, yum. We, were ex- we were not exposed to just the health food. We also had some of the unhealthier food, but it gave us perspective how people eat. Mm. Um, we would spend a lot of time in the grocery store. My mom's Lebanese. We learned how to cook at a young age. So that all that led to where we are today of experience. And I think when all the guests you've had on it, it comes down to experiences that give unique messages and unique advice. And so today when I'm working with somebody, I kind of can put myself in their situation, whether it's, um, you know, struggling with stress at work, or maybe there's some financial stress, or maybe it's, you've never been exposed to some health food. Um, that's how it led to where we are today. And, um, you know, I, I think it gives us that human element that we're not robots. I don't, I eat, you know, ice cream and cake and all those things. But at the end of the day, I think what we're trying to accomplish with people is helping raise the bar. And if you think about the bar, the bar has been set so low Mm. in our modern (laughs) health that that we got to get a little bit more. We got to ask for a little bit more out of our health than than waiting for things to break so Matt I think
1: I think what you just did there to me in my mind I think what happened there is that you're talking about making a conscious decision and 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 for me you know those that know me I'm a little lumpy and so I'm telling you one of the things that that happens to me is I get I get going fast I got lots of things to do and get done in a day and eating uh, is just not the priority I eat I do it lots but it's not the priority so I don't often make really good choices along the way so isn't that part of what you're saying is is wait a minute you're you're allowing that to to run you maybe you should make some different choices is that is it, did i did i catch that right
0: that's that's it vic i mean it's not about saying somebody's doing something wrong you know how we try to educate and from a leadership standpoint ask a question is there opportunity for you to feel better And if someone says, no, I feel, I feel as good as I think I'm possibly can feel, they're probably not going to make any changes. But the truth is every single day I'm on the phone with leaders all over the the world, especially right now that stress is through the roof, anxiety's Mm. off the charts, fear and uncertainty. They're not sleeping. Uh, they put on a couple pounds and so you start unpacking it and asking, what do you want? And the big thing, you know, from a, from a, leader standpoint is energy. You know, Vic, you got a ton of energy. And so that's, that's a piece where maybe not, that's not the hook for you, but a lot of people don't have any energy. Mm. And so if you talk about where does energy come from at the humans uh, uh, standpoint, it comes from food. And if you're not putting the right food in the body, your energy is not going to be optimized. And I'll, I'll share one last piece. The problem with energy is there's not a KPI. There's no way to measure energy. It's kind of whatever you say on a one to 10 scale. And so that's the problem I see is people don't realize how much energy they could have? because yeah. because they're used to the energy that they do have.
1: You know that's really insightful because I think Matt, one of the things I look at is is uh, look, I, I if I say hey, how you doing? And somebody says I'm all right. I'm like oh wow, uh, maybe we should talk. Uh, but but my <laughs> my whole issue for me is that I, I love energy. I love I love uh, being upbeat and positive and and feeling the day because I just feel every day is a gift. And so when you look at that. Um, What's interesting to me is when I see people that um, run around dragging their knuckles on the ground and, and they think they're good, I'm thinking, well, okay, that's one version of good, but is there a better version that, that, um, that is out there? And I think what you're, what you're proposing to us is that we have a, a chance to look at things a little bit differently and, and maybe make some better choices.
0: Yeah, we have everything at our disposal, better technology, better healthcare uh, practitioners, more information, but yet our health continues to go in the wrong direction. Mm, yeah. And that that to me is the biggest opportunity. And from a business standpoint, like you said, energy is the competitive advantage that is not as trackable. We can yeah. track everything else, but not energy.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. And I and I, I honestly, as we think about um, taking taking the next level and, and walking down this path with you, I think it's one part understanding uh, where you have come from to get to where you're at, and then also the other issue of understanding that we don't have to accept where we are at uh, because there's a better opportunity for us. And I, I wanna make sure we have time for that in our interview as we continue down this path. But before I get into more of that, I I, I want to make sure I understand uh, your journey a little bit. So, uh, what what high school did you attend? Were you a local uh, uh, Central Michigan guy?
0: Yeah, I went to Hazel High School. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. And then you did you did you head off to college?
0: Yeah, so I went to uh, Grand Valley State and uh, uh, Laker, huh? Grand Valley State, yep, yeah,
1: Laker. That's great. And and was that uh, uh, did you play any sports or over there?
0: Yeah, I played college uh, golf at Grand Valley. Uh, well, how'd that go? You know, golf was a a big part of my my life, high school. And uh, luckily, because I didn't do well from a school standpoint, it got me into Grand Valley. And uh, yeah, headed over to Grand Valley, spent five years there on the golf team and going to school. And I learned a lot of valuable things that I use today that really changed my mindset.
1: Mm. Well, and and when you um, when you go through college uh, like that, and you're on a on a team, are, do you, uh is it academic standards go along with all of that? Because um, uh, you, you as a scholar athlete, you've you've probably got some responsibility in the classroom as well, right?
0: Yeah, and, and and that's kind of the the turning point or the you know the linchpin that shifted me in a different direction. I because I didn't do as well in school as maybe an average student um, and on the golf team, they want to make sure that you're successful Sure. to do that. They set you up with an advisor and this advisor kind of changed my, my mindset. And his name was Dr. Damon Arnold and Dr. Arnold. I had to see him every week and he would ask me how my classes were going, make sure I'm going to class, all the, all the checks and,
1: Right, balances. right. Go down to the list. Day, yeah,
0: and one day he said to me, Matt, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm 18 years old. I, You know, I'm here because I have to be, was kind of my answer. Yeah. He said, you, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to be on the golf team. You don't have to go to school. You can do what, whatever you want, but why are <laughs> you here? And uh, it really made me realize I have control. Wow. Just because I was maybe not getting the best grades, I can get better grades. Just because I wasn't applying myself in a writing class or a math class doesn't mean that I don't have the skills. And that's what he was getting at is I had all the skills. Yeah. I just, I just had to put in the, the work. So oh, that was, was
1: a, that was a game changer pivotal. for you, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was, it was a game changer. And then to this day, obviously you hear me get passionate about it. Um, he made me realize, and I use it today that whether it's, I'm working with a, a client or a company or an organization, we have the power to, to change our life, mm. and you were talking about positivity and energy. If you don't have that energy, you can change it. Yeah, it's a conscious conscious choice. So, right. he's a big big role model in my it, life. It's
1: funny about about how those things are. You know, there can be there can be moments. You know, I mean, I remember as a teenager, um, I was involved with a youth organization, and I went to a national conference. And one of the things they did is they said, "Is at the national conference conference, they talked about getting out of bed." And of course, as a teenager, you're like, "No." I like bed. I'm going to stay in as long as I can. And I remember that one of the things they did, uh, one of the speakers said, when, in the morning when you wake up, throw your eyes open as wide as you can, yell the word motivation and jump out of bed. And before your body knows what's going on, you'll be up and around. And uh, I, I have to tell you, as corny as that sounds and as ridiculous as that sound, it was a decision I made. And I can tell you that um, it wasn't very popular in my household when I did that. But getting out of bed... <laughs> Um, was different for me as a teenager and i think it changed my life and your point is is that there's decisions we're making so look what happened somebody shone the light into your world that says man you're talented you're capable your your uh, your abilities are mind-boggling but what happens here is that you think you got to do this man you need to want to do it and you need to make some decisions what a powerful thing and 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 matt i don't want to put you on the spot but honestly have you have you ever um, um, written that doctor a letter or made contact with him to thank him for what he did there.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I actually wrote a book in 2017, Capacity, and uh, chapter 11. And me and him always joke; he's the the whole premise of that chapter, and the the, the title of that chapter is "You Have the Power." Doctor so oh. Arnold is well aware; he's a big big part of my life, and uh, you know, still talk about him. Obviously. Daily,
1: yeah. Well, there's a there's a lady that had a lot of um, um, uh, power in my life years ago. Her name was Beverly Yelsick. She was a, uh, a middle uh, school art teacher. Believe it or not, back in Chelsea High School or Chelsea Middle wow. School, and I wow. still remember her. And I've got I've got to do that because I've done some do of those it. letters, yeah. and I need to make sure people know how special they are. And that's that's just a reminder for our audience, Matt. I'm so glad you uh, honored uh, Dr. Arnold that way. And and uh, of course, um, uh, tell me about that book the the uh, um the book was written in 2011 you said
0: 2017 17 no, i'm two, sorry yeah yeah capacity and i wrote it uh, co-wrote it with my father and it's all the stuff that we're talking about how to how to increase focus and energy and and um all the things that i think leaders are required in today's world and dr wow. arnold i just had to get him in that book because <laughs> i mean he he showed me that, you know, I have to do the work. It wasn't he was going to give me all the secrets, but it really allowed me to realize intrinsic motivation in my control.
1: Well, here's to all the Dr. Arnold's in our lives. We uh, we thank you for uh, sharing that story with us, with our audience here on the Michigan Business Network. Matt, I just love what's going on here and and uh, the conversation we've had so far. And really, as I think about um, where you're at and what what's going on here, you have this amazing uh, book called Capacity, which helps us become uh, really uh, realizing uh, just all that can happen if we have things lined up right. And so I have to tell you, um, uh, one of the things that that is daunting for people is sometimes it, there's just so many distractions and things that are in our way. So um, you know, it's the old issue, how do you eat an elephant? And the answer is one bite at a time. So how do I take on this elephant of a thing that's controlling my life in terms of zapping my energy, robbing me of my potential, and and preventing me from being all uh, that my capacity can allow?
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, we have a lot of priorities, right? I have three kids under uh, four. And oh, my. <laughs> this, this stay at home is a challenge for many reasons. We won't have to go into all those. but. Yeah there's a lot of priorities. It's like, okay, my business, my personal life, my joys, my passions, and you got to prioritize something. And for a lot of us, because the human body and mind is amazing, we kind of neglect it. It's Mm going to be there for most of us. And, uh, you know, five, 10, 15 years later, then we're like, Oh shoot, we Mm -hmm. didn't take care of it. So my big message is when you're trying to set goals or trying to get somewhere, Um, The key is most people don't even know that it's possible. And I'm sure you've talked to some some folks that they didn't realize they were even capable of X, Y, or Z. And so when you think about goal setting, what we teach is number one is Mm self-awareness. Most people, I said this earlier in the segment, don't realize that they could have more energy or better energy or more sustainable energy. And so if that self-awareness piece isn't there, it doesn't matter what I tell them to do or show them to do or, you know, uh, give them guides. Yeah. They don't have the awareness. So really our part of our message and methodology is to show what's possible or what you're capable of. Cause when, when you have self-awareness, then you have that intrinsic motivation that we were talking about in the last segment.
1: That's powerful because because I've always said self-awareness is the mother of all learning. If you're clueless and you don't identify and you don't understand um, through that self-awareness uh, opportunity, man, what a difference it makes. And boy, I'm really so glad you led off with that. So really, that's the first. And and is part of that just, as you say, unleashing and, and revealing the possibilities? Is that where you go with this whole self-awareness?
0: Yeah, you know, I was reading a book the other day, and it was talking about stress. And you could say, "Well, my my organization or my industry is stressful." Mm. Well, that's a management choice. You know, it doesn't have to be. It's a management choice. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, "I'm stressed." Well, that's an individual choice. And so, you kind of have to show people the light, or at least show them maybe a different path. You know, do people re- really know that they can? get eight hours of quality sleep? Do people really feel like they can lose weight and sustain it? You got to show them that, and that creates the self-awareness of what they're capable of. But the, the, the big two after self-awareness, and some people have self-awareness and some people don't, that's, that's a, a challenging um, to figure that out. But once you realize people want something or have the self-awareness, you go into the next two steps of behavior change and it's number one is what do you want? And so when people come to see me, I don't tell them what I think they want. I ask them, what do they want? And that's where you start opening up these questions and getting really good answers. Mm. Most people come and try to improve their health because of some external factor weight, um, you know, belt size, all these things, how they look, but at the end of the day, it comes down to some other stuff. So you ask them, what do they want? And then you really try to connect the emotional piece. And that's the why. Wow. So you ask the ask question and, and then I'll, I'll leave you with that is, why is weight loss such a big business with such a failure rate? It's because pe- people don't have an emotional connection to why they want to lose weight.
1: You know, man, I just so, have to throw this in there because I think I think this is, uh, I was just reading a book and one of the things that happened is, is they were talking about um, the the author was talking about his assistant, his assistant was overweight, frustrated and everything else, and wanted to lose weight, couldn't do it, long story, but the bottom line is is that, tell me what you want, well, I want to lose weight. No, no, there was a deeper meaning and what happened there is the deeper meaning was she was having her I forget what year reunion coming up for her class and she wanted to look fabulous for her class reunion and so that was the why you want to lose weight's not a why that's an action um, to get to the why of this is my goal so to, to this day his overweight assistant is now uh, lean trim and running marathons and it's all because she um, found her why in that whole thing and i think that's what you're just suggesting is the power of the why
0: yeah you have to have an emotional connection to challenges i mean it's not easy to lose weight or do any of these habits but it's pretty simple and the key is how do you make it easy you start to connect it to emotional connection
1: Okay, I want to make some changes. I want to get things done. I'm going to start with self-awareness. And then, uh, Matt, I think you refer to this as a five, overall five steps that you can offer. So I'm starting with self-awareness. Take me the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, number one, self-awareness. Number two is what do you want? And that, that gets down specifically to you. Everybody's different. And so getting laser focused on the outcome that you're looking for. But the most critical part is number three, and that's your why. And so it's taking what you want and connecting it emotionally to why do you want it? So if you want to lose weight, is it for your grandkids? Is it for your spouse? Is it maybe to have more energy throughout the day to run your business? And then number four is where you're going to start taking action. And that's, we call it small steps to healthy living. You really can only handle one habit at a time. Mm. And when you think about change and when you think about development, the key is focusing on building habits. And so picking one or two things, could be drinking water, could be getting better sleep, could be moving your body, one thing at a time. And the last piece, and you can't be scared of this piece, is you have to measure and track. And so I think the biggest challenge with any change is that we don't track it, so we don't know how to pivot or, or make mistakes. Right. And so you measure and track it, and that allows us to be open to to evolving.
1: Wow. Well, look at it. one, two, three, four, five. 2, that, That's the recipe. And I think you've had some in- incredible success uh, with a lot of the people that you've worked with. Let me, if I could, just to go back and stand on a couple of these for a second. I wanted to go back to um, taking action. Clearly, that is a key component. But I want to make sure I understand y- you said, um, hey, you can really only handle. I thought I heard one habit at a time. Tell me. Tell me your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, the prefrontal cortex, which is really your conscious mind, can really only handle one thing at a time. So if I ask you to, uh, you know, feel your right big toe, you really can only focus on your right big toe, and then your mind wants to go somewhere else. Same thing with a habit; you really can only develop one at a time. Truthfully, now we multitask and switch back and forth, but if if you're trying to do 15 things, it won't become a habit. And I see that over and over again with all the things we teach, people want it overnight. And then next thing you know, when when the push comes to shove, they're back to their old habits. Mm. The truth is 80% of what we do is habitual. And so if you can make some healthier habits, then that's where it becomes easier for you long term. And that's where we talk about rituals. Habits turn into rituals after they have been with you for a while
1: so tell me about tell me about rituals a little bit because in my words so let me just play with it here a little bit ritual seems like it's something that's so formalized in what you do that it's it's a process that happens um automatically and um, um without variation is that a fair description
0: Yeah, it's like, what shoe did you put on first? Most of us would maybe guess the right foot, but we really have no idea because it's a ritual. Uh It's so ingrained, we use the subconscious mind to do it. And so when you think about health, a lot of people spend so much energy trying to eat healthy. That's just one example, because there's no habits and there's no rituals. For me, every single morning, I pretty much have the same healthy breakfast that's a ritual, takes no energy or really that much thought. And so that's, that's what I'm trying to convey to people is if you're spending so much energy trying to eat healthy and exercise, it's not that sustainable. And that's why people give up. So we, we have to focus on habits first and eventually they become rituals and that's where it becomes easier to be your best than been so challenging
1: well I want to play here just for a second because way back at the beginning of this interview we talked about uh, look hey I'm lumpy I got a lot of I got a lot of things I'm running all the time you know and, and just trying to make good choices and everything but what you just did is you just took that busy lifestyle that, that we're all leading and you in, in uh, basically introduced these habits turning into rituals in your busy lifestyle to where it is like putting on shoes you're not making a lot of choices you're not trying to remember, oh yeah, I need to eat healthy uh, because you've just done these little things along the way that have built up the right infrastructure of your habits. Is that, is that uh, correct?
0: Yeah. There's something I learned a long time ago, probably from many people, but if you make the harder choice early, the easier choice comes later. And I think a lot of us, as we run busy, we make the easy choices, and then all of a sudden things become harder. Our right. energy's low. We're starting to have health condition issues. So, yeah, you're trying to get people, like for you, I'll just use you as a great example. I don't know how you eat or what you eat, but I would start with breakfast and say, okay, can we get a healthy breakfast? Because I know you're going to run hard the rest of the day. And if you do that, then it becomes a habit. Next thing you know, we're moving on to the next step. So, sure. That's, that's what I'm trying to get people to realize you only get one ticket in life. <laughs> and if you only have one ticket, wouldn't you want to make sure that rides as optimal as it can be? And, and your health is, as we all are, are experiencing, probably the most important
1: yeah yeah well and i think what's really helpful for me is you've unpacked some some uh, specific details and is more of that found in the capacity book are these five details uh, talked about in the capacity book
0: yeah we, we talk about it in all of our materials we have many books uh, but capacity was written because most business leaders and organizations don't consider their health a business strategy Mm, right and so so that was the goal of capacity is to reframe it Um, but we have we also have other books that are more focused on purely the health aspect but capacity I think for your viewers is my favorite way to get them to think differently about the future
1: self-awareness, what is it that you really want, what's your whys, and then taking action and then measuring and tracking. Those are five absolute wonderful steps. And off the air, you said something that I thought was really important about about your role. How do you see yourself in terms of plugging into the audience and what you can do for them?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. My, my job's kind of easy. I, I'm just giving people the guide. and I've mm-hmm. And I know the guide because of the experience and the people we worked with. But people got to put in the work, and I think that's the mistake sometimes of the easy button. We all want the easy button, but I'm going to <laughs> yeah. give you the I'm going to give you the simple button. It's not doesn't mean that it's easy, right. but it means that it's going to work long term. So that's what I mean. I'm the guide, and uh, you're the one that you know has the choice whether you want to go down that path or
1: not well i love what you just did there because simple does not mean easy and i think that's that's a, a critical component about almost everything we wrestle with in life is that is that as we think about um what needs to be done it's a fairly simplistic concept of what can be done but it's the real work is uh, is uh, getting those habits entrenched and making them rituals and turning them into into really successful elements so when when you think about um, what what the the there's so many gems in what what you've talked about today, Matt. But one of the things I think is really important is the is the motivation behind the book capacity. When you talked about we wanted to reframe um, the idea of uh, being healthy and making it more of a choice for busy executives. Uh, just dwell on that a little bit more for me because I think that's that's really the hallmark of of what I think your organization can do is. Re- release um, incredible potential of people that are accepting way less than they should
0: yeah that's uh, the reason we wrote the book has to, had to do with some frustration we had for many many years and the, the, the many many years of frustration was we got put in the wellness bucket and <laughs> although we teach people wellness the problem is wellness is not a business strategy it's a the campaign it's a isolated thing in the corner yeah it's nice to have but it's not essential well, we kind of reframed it and said, okay, everything we're talking about at the human element, focus, energy, passion, putting in the work, doing more with less, requires people to be at their best self, which requires their health. And so we reframed it with a capacity because I think we're all realizing we're running out of space. <laughs> yeah. we, feel, we feel that with COVID-19. Time is not our most precious commodity. It's energy. But we we just don't feel like we have much room in our container. And so that's why we reframe capacity as helping leaders, uh, executives, people that want to be future leaders, that if they don't practice building their capacity, our demands are going to continue to increase and it's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've helped organizations realize is don't make this a nice to have make this something that is part of your training and development part of your people process well you and that's s- what i yeah go what ahead i would uh strive for the people listening is what is your human performance plan mm. and if you don't have one i'm just here to tell you the next 10 years will sp- or the next year will speed up like it's been 10 years yeah and hum- human human Element is going to be really important.
1: Well, and you know what's interesting to me is as you, you're talking and I'm sorry to jump in like that, but but I get excited because I'm I'm telling you, I have always looked at capacity in terms of time, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. You're talking about a different kind of capacity. It's not time; it's the power and energy and the and the ability to maximize the time that everybody's given. So, um, I, I just love what what happened there, and I and I know as I. I think about matt i know that you've come and spoke to organizations i've i've been a part of uh and shared some of your uh, some of your thoughts and some of the processes so tell me if people are are thinking man i'd like to do something with on target living what what are those um items that that they can do what are what are the areas that you guys service
0: well you were lucky enough to see see me in person uh unfortunately over the last five months everything's been virtual but right. we've done We've done 110 to 120 virtual conferences because I think people need this message more than ever. Mm. Uh, so that's one way that we've helped this virtual training, this virtual motivation. But hopefully, when the new normal gets into effect, we can start going face to face, or what they say, kneecap to kneecap. But that's what we—that's what we pride ourselves on—is that uh, training and development of. Of people inside organizations.
1: And would they go to your website to connect with you?
0: Yeah, I think our website is really the best entry point because you can kind of go at your own interest, whether it's personal or organizationally. And then our podcast to me is uh, probably the best resource we have because it's free and we release two podcasts a month.
1: And so that website address would be
0: it's just simply simply
1: OnTargetLiving.com. dot com. dot com. Well, um, Matt, I can't thank you enough um, for what you're doing and talk about living a life on purpose and doing things uh, to help others. I think you're you and On Target Living and your entire team there are really doing that. Thanks so much for grabbing your dad off the Frito Lay truck and uh, <laughs> and and putting together something that's truly meaningful and beneficial to everybody that comes across. Matt, you are a, a special. Part of the mid Michigan area, and I'm so glad that uh, On Target Living has found their home here in Michigan.
0: You as well, Vic. Thanks.